Hello, welcome to the first ever episode of my recently launched podcast, Stories by Vera V. I have three major things in my life going on right now. First of all, I'm graduating high school early on January 13, 2022, to pursue my aspirations of being a singer songwriter. Secondly, I have no plans of attending a university full time. I don't plan on going to college. And thirdly, well, I just launched this podcast. So let's talk about it. Interesting stories by interesting people. Stories by Vera V. So to start off with the elephant in the room of why I'm graduating early. Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, quite simply, I've never really felt like school was my place. Maybe in elementary school, but in middle school, that's when I really realized my differences, if that makes sense. Middle school is the loneliest I've ever felt. And if you don't live in the U.S., middle school is, um, it's usually ages 12 to 14 or so, I believe. Just for me, it's grades 7 and 8. That's the one I went to. When I was 13 years old, I would come home, I would cry a lot. And in school, I would oftentimes, <laughs> there were several instances where I would sit alone during lunch, just in the bathroom. And when I did sit with people during lunch or just, you know, during break or whatever, I never really felt like I belonged, which is an interesting concept. But right now I've made peace with it. Um, <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second. But back then, that was something that was very important to me. Regarding graduating early, though, it is something that I've been wanting to do since eighth grade, I believe, because we had this one presentation in English during our career unit when we were talking about careers and exploring our options. And this lady, I think she's a counselor from high school, she came in and she talked to us about it. And I remember raising my hand and asking, oh, is it plausible for me to graduate one year early? And she said, well, yes, technically you could, but it is not something I would recommend. Um, so <laughs> here we are still graduating early. That didn't really discourage me, but it kind of shifted my perspective a bit because even back then I knew that I wanted to be a singer, songwriter, performer, and musician to say it in full, but I was genuinely so embarrassed to talk about it to my friends that every time the conversation was brought up about what are we going to do in life? I would be like, well, I don't plan on going to college, so I guess I'll be a KFC worker. Ha, 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 ha. So funny. <laughs> not at all. I've always kind of known what I wanted to do in a sense, but I'm not really a fan of systemic education. And listen, I'm good at school. I always have been. Sixth grade, we had a thing um, called the pentathlon. If anybody is familiar, it's similar to a deca academic, sorry, decathlon which I believe has 10 events. I'm inferring from the root of the word. But pentathlon, it had five events, like math, science, literature, whatever. There are a lot of portions to it. We were selected for it. And I was number one on that list because of the kinds of grades I had. It was sixth grade, but still. Same in middle school. I've always been a pretty good student. I still am, even though I'm taking very easy classes right now. It is my last semester of high school. So, you know, taking four, by the way. But my academic experience has been nothing short of rigorous. Perhaps it is something I will touch on a little bit later on. Um, however, regarding education, here are my views on it. Um, systemic education, at least in the U.S., the one I've been faced with, it prioritizes standardized testing over learning. And I'm not going to deny that I've fallen for that because some classes I genuinely did not like as a whole. There are aspects I did like, but I just didn't like it as a whole. 
So instead of emphasizing my own learning in that class, I just emphasized studying for tests to just quote unquote get it over with. An example would be, okay, <laughs> really exposing myself here, but um, I took AP Computer Science my junior year of high school. I'm currently in my senior year for all those wondering. And so that was exactly, I believe, a year ago. And in that class, I okay, why I took it, because it is very much out of my lane, if that makes sense. I'm definitely more of a music person, but I took it because I, I like exploring my options always. So I was like, okay, why not? I want to be the kind of person that just like does computer science. I don't know. So I signed up for the class and whatever. And at first I loved it because it was really challenging, but then I don't know. I just, it was a point where I just realized that, you know, this is not something I'd want to do later on in life. And this is not something I would like to invest my time and energy into for the rest of the year. So I just resorted to passing the tests, which I did, by the way, I have a had um, 96 or 95% in the class when I dropped it. I dropped it at the end of the first semester. So technically I've completed it in a sense. I just didn't continue it. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, systemic education. And regards to university and college, I, okay, I love learning. It is one of my favorite things. I'm a quick learner, um, in some areas quicker than others, <laughs> as evident by my computer science example. But I don't think that Acquiring a degree is necessarily equivalent to being intelligent and or being smart. I don't think those things are related because once again, as I've said, with the American education system that I've encountered, it definitely prioritizes doing well on tests and performance over actual learning and just encompassing of all that has been presented. I have, by the way, technically completed one year of university. I have researched it um, and a completed full year is 26 credits. So guess how many I have at the moment? That's right, 26. Most of the classes I've taken have been absolutely for fun. Almost all, except this one. I'm currently taking astronomy because I need to, <laughs> since I'm taking four classes at my high school, I need to take one class at college for it to be counted like a fully loaded semester, if that makes sense. So I kind of need it for graduation. But I chose astronomy because it is something I'm definitely genuinely interested in. Regarding all my prior educational endeavors, I've taken a lot of music classes. History of rock, history of jazz, appreciation of music. I've taken entrepreneurship too, and economics of business. That was like a school, um, that was a class I took both at school and at college. I mean, I took it at school, but I counted for college as well. So we can see a common theme of music and business because those things I'm genuinely interested in. So that's how I approach my education. Whenever I want to learn something, I go and I learn it. And if I feel like it doesn't benefit me anymore, I just drop it if I can, if that makes sense. So yeah, 26 credits completed. And that transitions me to my next theme of how my family feels about this, because I feel like going to university, it's such a well, especially in the US, it's a very common thing to do, especially after high school. I'm glad that there is kind of more diversity now, whereas people are choosing different career paths and those are available to us, to, you know, them. But I already have a year completed, right? And I told my grandma and I was like, well, yeah, you know, I took all these classes, whatever. And she's like, okay, well, why don't you continue your education? Why don't you try to go to a music conservatory or whatnot? And just get the paper. That's 
I mean, she, my grandma's Russian. I'm Russian too. We speak in Russian, but if I were to translate it, that's how she would say it. And so every time my mom calls her mom, which is my grandma every day. And whenever I can, I always come by to say hello. And I love my grandma. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely do. I love talking to her, but Every time I say hello, she always strikes up the topic of university because, you know, it's that time. Technically, I'm supposed to be submitting my application. Like, I think it's supposed to be submitted by now, honestly, because my friends that are applying, they're having to write those seven or eight essays to apply to Columbia. So, you know, anyway, so my grandma always strikes up the conversation and we actually had like a pretty thorough one recently of how she sat me down. I mean, we talked via Skype, but she was like, Vera, sit down. My mom left the room. My dad was not listening to anything because I had my headphones in. And she would talk to me about it. And she said this. She said, um, so in Russian, higher education, it's abbreviated as, this is a little Russian lesson, Zosh. Wait, sorry. No, wrong thing. Vuz. V-U-Z. Vyshe Uchebne Zavidenia. Which is like higher education. I don't know why I'm speaking to you guys in Russian, but (laughs) it's fine, I guess. Um, And she was like, okay, so you have two options, basically, to quote unquote succeed in life. You can either get high education or you can marry well. You can marry up. You can marry rich, I guess, if, you know, that's what really comes down to. And she gave me this little lecture of how this is just her opinion and she's voicing it. And she has been voicing it continuously for the past, I don't know, two to three years, but She's like, okay, Vera, I think you should really, you know, pursue a higher education. And I think some months ago when we had that conversation again, she said that she really wants me to be an attorney or a judge or a doctor. And she was like, you know, this is something I'm really looking forward to and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, um, yeah. So in that aspect, my grandma does not support me. She's very supportive of me in a sense that, you know, she watches my Instagram stories when she finds her way to the app and she likes all my posts, but she doesn't support my decision to abstain from getting a quote unquote higher education. And honestly, contextualizing this in life, we're always met with people who don't support what we do, or they just can't exactly see and interpret our vision the way it's supposed to be interpreted, if that makes sense, you know? But with her, I completely understand because she grew up during, she was born during the World War, which in Russia was a very hard time. There was um, a blockade, I believe, that's how you translate it to English. So she grew up poor, very poor, with no food whatsoever. And at that time, you really just had to think about where to get your next meal from. You know, you wouldn't have the luxury of being like, hmm, do I want to go to college today or not? Hmm, I don't know. Let me think about this. Back then, it was really very much survival mode. And she would tell me all these stories about war and what she's experienced. And really, it's absolutely dreadful. And she's just so brave for growing up like that. And so when she outgrew the war, because she was born like during it towards the end, when it ended or whatever, it was so tough for her. Because all her life, she's wanted to get a higher education. My grandma is whip smart, I'm telling you. If you ever meet her, and if you know Russian, and if you speak to her, ask her any mathematical anything, she will tell you. She's so quick, quicker than probably I will ever be. And she's just so smart. Absolutely a brilliant woman. And so all her life, all her young life, 
I don't know, like old life. She just had to work probably harder than I've heard of anybody work. And it was hard labor. She would sleep for four hours a day. She would sleep standing on the bus going to work. And then she would also have, I mean, she had two kids to take care of, my mom and her brother. And so I completely understand her concerns of me, you know, not pursuing a higher education when there's an opportunity to do so. That's completely understandable. And when I think about her life, it's just like, it's crazy how I know a person that has overcome so much struggle and difficulty and adversity and just made it, you know, out of the other way. But thing is, especially with the people around us, they may project their dreams onto us, which is understand, you can sympathize with this and understand it, but it's not my dream. I, I mean, if I were an academia girl, if I were into like math or science more than I was into anything else, I would do great at school. And I know that, but at this point in time, I don't think that a quote unquote higher education necessarily guarantees anything. I feel like there's been certainly, from what I've heard, from what I've known, from what I've researched, there has been an inflation in bachelor's degrees. Whereas in my grandma's time, let's just refer back to that. If you had a higher education, a good job was guaranteed. Comfort was guaranteed. Comfort was something that people back then, my grandma, including, she had to fight for. It was just not something that was granted. And me, I'm so incredibly lucky, grateful, and blessed to grow up comfortably in a sense where I don't have to think about getting my next meal. I can just focus on, you know, creating myself. And of course that is work, but it's a different kind of work. The work I do now, the work on myself, the work that I want to pursue, it just brings me nothing but pure joy. You know, I kind of lost my um, <laughs> my train of thought. But anyway, um, oh, I think I was talking about inflation of higher education. Yeah, whereas now I remember um, January, actually, before any of y'all knew me, because I'm pretty sure you came across me a little bit later. But if you came across me January or prior, please let me know because that is insanely cool. Anyway, January, I was applying to a bunch of music internships because I was like, okay, so I want a career in music. How am I going to do this? And fun fact, I only did it because I wanted, it was marketing music um, direction, if that makes sense. And I only did it because I wanted to be part of the process of an agency, um, creating a marketing plan for an artist and then that plan being successful. So then that way I could see how it works, like how to quote unquote, make myself blow up quotes, if that makes sense, which is really ironic because now I've done that without an internship, um, which I guess is a spoiler because I did not get a callback for a single one of those. And I just remember scrolling through them and every single one required a bachelor's degree or above. And personally, that was kind of confusing to me in a sense, because it's like, it didn't even matter what kind of degree you had unless you just you just had a degree. And so that was um, pretty interesting. So right now, if you have a bachelor's degree, that guarantees absolutely nothing. Take my sister, for example, my older sister, Alexandra. Some of you may know her. She's absolutely wonderful. Love you, Sasha. Anyway, she went to UCI, University of um, California, Irvine, right? And she got her bachelor's psychology degree. She went, from what I understand, because it was, you know, the next thing to do. She first went to community college and then she went to UCI. UCI is a very good school. It's hard to get into, in a sense. And so now she has her bachelor's degree in psychology. And you can message her 
if you want on Instagram at real.alexandra and ask her, how do you feel about your degree? Like, what do you do with it now? And the answer is nothing. She says, she has publicly said that she doesn't really support it. She did not understand what it was for. And I feel like that's what's happening a lot right now where people are getting these degrees. They're working for four years to acquire it and then they just don't know what to do with it, you know, (laughs) which I think is very interesting. But moving on from that and moving on to my how my family feels about it, my parents are so incredibly supportive of me. And that is just every day when I think about myself or my life or anything I've done, I credit a lot of it to my parents and my upbringing because I was talking to my dad the other day. I was like, dad, imagine this. Imagine where I would be right now if you were like, no, Vera, you have to go to school and you have to get an education and you have to get, um, what's it called? A bachelor's degree. And then I was thinking about it. And the question is, I would not be where I am right now. I would not have the ambitions I have right now. And I would not be achieving the things that I am achieving now, you know? So I feel like having a support system plays an enormous role in anyone's becoming, which is what this podcast is about, becoming. We're all moving towards different goals. We're all hoping to achieve certain things. And it's all part of our becoming. But yeah, my parents are incredibly supportive. My dad, gosh, an angel. I'm saying this as I'm home from school. I should be in school right now, but you know why I'm not? Because I value time efficiency. We all know that. Um, We did have school on Monday. It was Indigenous Peoples Day. And then Tuesday, it was Mental Health Day where we just played games in all our classes. So I did not attend. Wednesday, yesterday, we had a presentation um, about a questionable topic, which I did not attend because my dad signed me out and he willingly did so. All I have to do is just tell him like, dad, um, I'm not going to go to school tomorrow because we have classes that are one hour long. My classes are easy. All of my work is pretty much independent and I could do it at home. And he would just sign me out. How often do you see that happening in families? You know, and it just really comes down to, gosh, I'm so passionate about this, but it really just comes down to trusting your kids when they tell you something. And when I asked my dad, I'm like, how did you come to be this way? He says, well, I was a child once too, you know? And it's just so wonderful that my parents, they trust me and listen to me and believe me when I'm talking about something rather than just believing the teacher or the system or whatnot, you know? But I mean, a lot with school, obviously it's personal integrity. That brings me to my mom. My mom has always said, you either go to school or you work. And so I always ask a lot of hypotheticals. My parents will attest to that. My sisters will too. Anybody that knows me personally will attest to that. And I always ask my mom like, okay, mom, if I were to drop out and do drugs right now, what would you do? And she's like, well, you'd have to find a job and you'd have to work. So that's my mom's approach to things. And she's just as supportive, if not more. I do not know where I would be without my mom. I'm so incredibly grateful. I, As I'm recording this episode, I'm hearing them speak outside my door. So if you hear anything, that's my family, y'all. They're laughing as we speak. But I totally understand that approach. And so that has had an influence with me with school, because as I've said prior, I grew up valuing education so much. My sisters, my sister, specifically my older sister, Alexandra, she often makes fun of me still. But back then it was like, it was, it's kind-hearted fun, but she'd like, oh, Vera, you're such a nerd. <laughs> you study so much. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. So right now I'm not as adamant, I guess, 
in um, my education in a sense that it's just formal, you know? I still study and whatever, and I currently I have all A's in all my classes because that just self-respect. I just respect myself, and I want to do the best I can, so I study. But once again, incredibly grateful to have such a supportive family. Um, that brings me to my next topic of my aspirations. What do I hope to do after high school? That's a wonderful question. Thank you for asking. I want to be a singer-songwriter, and it is something I realized I wanted to do after the age of, I think, around 14, 13, but 15, that's when I got really serious about it. And it feels so freeing just speaking about it. Like, yes, I want to be a singer-songwriter, period. I'll say it in capital, I'll say it in bold. And that's actually really funny because my sister, my older sister, she was speaking to me. We were, I think, recollecting on our memories of quarantine and whatnot. So think back to March 2020, um, a year and a half ago or a year and three months ago. I don't know. I'm not going to do math right now. But we were reflecting back to that and she was dating a guy at a time, talking to him about it. And she asked about me because, you know, sisters, family, whatever. And about what I want to do. And she wouldn't say. She was like, well, Vera's not comfortable speaking about this. And I don't remember that at all. So I think it's just interesting how far I've come in gaining confidence in what I want to do. It's not something, being a singer-songwriter after high school, it's not something that's exactly, I guess, well-supported, if that makes sense, by the general public. Because usually when I tell people, or when they ask me, because listen, I don't really... I don't know why. I guess I'm just a private person, but I'm definitely on a quieter demeanor. But I don't just go around and be like, guys, listen up. I want to be a singer songwriter, you know? So when people ask me, ask me back typically, and I tell them it's kind of this silence <laughs> that weighs a little bit heavy. It's like, oh, okay. And they just don't know what to say after it because I feel like, I don't know. It just, I don't know why. I can't really speak for anyone. I have a goal, one of them, is to hold the biggest concert in the history of concerts, which is very ambitious, I know, and I've had some people doubt me, but then again, I don't publicly disclaim it just to disclaim it. I don't know, I guess it just comes down to my approach to things, but I want to hold the biggest concert in the history of concerts, and I take inspiration from Live Aid because that was concert with a cause. That's exactly what I want to do, just... A little bit differently. The date for my concert is June 25th, 2029. That is obviously subject to change. If you'd like to purchase your ticket now, please feel free to visit my website. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are no tickets now. In fact, I haven't released any of my songs yet. Um, not that I've finished a lot of them, but you know. So that is one of the goals I have. Incredibly ambitious, but I feel like part of becoming the early stages, it's just owning up to what you want to do. I remember, my gosh, do you remember how in middle school I couldn't even speak about my dreams? Well, 10th grade, sophomore year, I guess one and a half years ago, I was just so embarrassed to speak about it when asked. I just couldn't even like say it in full. And then people ask me to this day, um, people I know personally, this one girl, for example, she's an acquaintance. She's in my art class, whatever. We were talking about what we want to do. And she was like, okay, so do you plan on going to college? And I said, no. She said, what do you want to do? And I said, singer-songwriter. And she's like, okay, but 
like, how are you going to get fans? How are you going to like become famous? And then this other girl standing next to her was like, she's already famous, <laughs> which I found to be funny because I, I don't think to this day I can still process the fact that I have over 72.6 thousand people following me and even more people just knowing of me. That's not something that my brain can comprehend. But, and then she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's just not something that people understand. And I get that because I feel like the system of go to high school, go to college, get a job has been so instilled in our brains. But regarding my career, um, to, I guess, dive a little deeper into this, I don't just want to be a singer-songwriter. I want to do so many things, social media being one of them. And social media is a very broad way of saying this. Um, I guess influencer <laughs> would be a more correct term, but I don't know how I feel about that label yet. Um, this is a, I don't know, I'm getting so distracted, but one of the things I distinctly remember is November 2020. We went to Los Angeles for my other sister's photo shoot. She's a photographer. Leisha, if you're listening to this, I love you. Thank you so much for all you do. And coming back home, um, I was like, parents, I do not ever want to be an influencer. I want to be a singer-songwriter, and that is strictly it. Like, I don't want to share anything about my life. And that is so silly, because if you look at my account now, click stories. There's probably something there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... That's just very interesting how life can turn out. But regarding my job and what I do, influencer, um, well, I can't speak for anybody else in the so-called industry because, once again, it's something that is very individual. But for me, I do everything by myself, from concepts to creations to developing of concepts to creating the concepts. Everything is done by me. This is my project. Nobody else has laid a hand on this. And so to answer the question, why did I start social media? That's a good one, by the way. It originally was, it's always been in my plan because I want to be a singer-songwriter. So I want to have, I've always wanted to have a launching pad for my music. And so this is exactly it. And there's just so much work that goes into it. And I can't exactly show it because it's just me being on my phone, <laughs> you know, not being on my phone, like I'm scrolling through TikTok or Reels, which I mean, sometimes I do for to find music or sounds, but it's just me being on my phone and editing videos and creating stories and making posts, which honestly, I'm not complaining for a second. Every day I wake up and I'm just so excited and blessed to be able to share anything I want to share with over 70,000 people. Even if it were just three people that cared, I would still be doing all I do because it's like, it's just so profound, truly, truly profound how I am able to have an impact. Like I, I still can't contextualize it when people tell me my brain, my brain, my content is inspiring because for me, that's just something I'm doing, something I've done. You know, it's not like, I look at it, I'm like, oh, I'm so motivational. That's not how I view things. But anyway, it's everything I do is for myself, by myself. And so in upcoming projects, for example, just to provide some context, I'm launching a challenge. Um, I'll have more information about this soon. It comes out on December 1st. And so for that, I think of the concept, I create it, which takes hours. But I feel like this one's going to be a little quicker because I've already done one. And then I execute it. And all of that I do by myself. This podcast came up with the concept myself, 
created the graphics by myself, recording this by myself, editing this by myself, my YouTube channel, filming videos by myself, editing them by myself. I wish I could have a video editor, but then again, it just wouldn't be the same, you know, for anything and everything I do, I do it by myself. And I'm launching so many projects, I feel like in the past year, especially, I mean, it hasn't been a year since I officially quote unquote started social media quote ends, but So that's why I think with music, it's going to be so much easier because now I know how it works. I know how to quote unquote, warm up quote ends an audience for an upcoming project, for a song, for an album. And so everything I do, I do by myself. So I'm my own, I don't know, creative director, concept director and whatnot. So that just goes as far as saying that there is a lot more to the eye for this career this job then people might realize and that's fine that's fine but it just it's a lot of work and I work a lot and I know that especially with this podcast I'm gonna work gonna have to work a lot more and I'm completely fine with that more than happy to honestly which brings me to my final theme I can't believe that it's already been so long <laughs> I haven't talked this long without editing anything out in ever I don't think I don't know this is just very authentic but I like that we're having this chat I think it's very important why I started this podcast? Good question. Thank you for asking. I love your beautiful questions today. So this is something I've been wanting to do since I started YouTube, which I started YouTube, I believe, when I was in eighth grade. So, I mean, let's just say since freshman year. And I thought originally I would just be doing interviews um, on YouTube, which, I mean, it's it's pretty close to that because all of this podcast is available to watch on my YouTube channel. So this is a podcast on my YouTube channel. It's a video cast because it just has video accompanying it. But I've always drawn inspiration from people and from stories because I think, think back to your favorite song right now. Um, Think back to any song, actually. It's all based around a story. Even concepts are based on stories, you know. I think about, I don't know, this just popped into my head, Vienna by Billy Joel. There just seems to be an underlying story. Even if it is made up, even if it is not quote-unquote real, it is still a story. Everything is based on stories. And when I write music, you haven't heard any of my music yet, and that's okay, you will soon. It's based on stories. I don't know why it comes out to be that way, but it just does. And it's stories that not necessarily have happened to me. It sometimes is pretty abstract, and that's fine, you know? So... There are a lot of people in this world I find incredibly interesting. And so this project, it's like a definitely a passion project of mine. But then again, what isn't? And I just feel like it's so important to be able to talk to people who are also on the same journey of becoming as you, which in truth are all of us. But I just want to highlight and use the platform that I have to be able to highlight the people that works so hard and people I'm personally inspired by like the next episode that comes out it may be my favorite thing ever and it has had such a lasting impact on me truth be told it's been three or four days since we recorded it and I think back to it I don't know how often maybe four times a day and I don't I don't think I'm ever going to skip practice because of it my music practice just because of how insightful it has been for me so that's why I started this podcast it just kind of came to be. It is a lot of work um, for sure, but I am loving, more than loving, I'm more than adoring every second of it. And I'm just so blessed 
to have the opportunity to do so. Okay, well, thank you for listening. I'm currently lo- looking at my Logic Pro project, and I have over 955 measures of music, 120 beats per minute, 4-4, um, common time, C major, <laughs> because that's how I'm recording this. So anyway, thank you so much for coming here, for being here for my podcast launch. Or perhaps you're listening a little bit later, which is cool too. I respect that. Um, yours truly, Vera V. I love you so much. Sending you all my love, all my light. And just remember, it is good to own up to what you want to do. All right. Stories by Vera V. Goodbye. Stories by Vera V. Goodbye.